Welcome to episode 23 of the A-Strings podcast. Roll call. Adam's here. Andrew's here. Tom here. Steve's here. <gasps> There's a guest in the room. <laughs> I'm really excited, actually, yeah. All right. So, it's <laughs> Steve Marks from Blackstar. Welcome. Hello. Thank you very much. So, Steve's been... I th- you've probably got more presence on our social media than anybody else, really, you know, from yeah. a supplier point of view, because you do... You, You've done all of the kind of Black Star uh, demos and yeah. all that kind of thing uh, for Black Star, but also coming in and do it for us as well. Well, initially my job, yeah, at Black Star was um, videos training. The so, uh, yeah. I I never forget. It's actually it's, it's been a couple of times, but one of them was after um, I think Tom had spent like a week trying to get like a ten minute video out of me. Where, right, um, it was just. We were doing one of the box ones, yeah, we? and it was painful. <laughs> Tom doesn't say much anyway, but you know, you could see him just getting red and red as the week going on. And we managed to get probably about eight hours worth of kind of footage to get a 10 minute video out of it. And Steve came in, you come into demo, I think it might have been something like a Club 40 or something like that back in the day, yeah, and just straight away, yeah, it was eight minutes, done no editing, yeah, done. But it wasn't like that in the beginning for me. It was still a similar story. It was. It took a while to get into that groove. Yeah. As you will know, you do mm. a lot of the yeah. clips now, don't you, Ad? So it's, it takes a while to get into that groove. Yeah. Sure. yeah. You'll get there, mate. One day. It's awesome. I thought the recent <laughs> the recent video that I saw, uh, Metal Rig, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, it came out really well. Yeah, so that that's only been out a couple of days, hasn't it? That one. Yeah. Great playing on it, man. Oh, thank you. Mm. I was going to say something at Saki, but I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> put it in the comments. To try, to try and get comment the, yeah. of the week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would say it to your face. <laughs> so, what's been going on? Uh, we are kind of just waiting in the wings, ready for you to jet off to the so, USA. What, what's going to happen once I'm gone? Party time. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, no, that's the big thing, really, isn't it? Well, where are you off to, mate? I'm going to New Orleans. <sighs> nice. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait. So, yeah, going next week, but Dan's going to be in. Yeah. Party's definitely happening. <laughs> <laughs> this morning, I had to the post, and they do it really, really well. They, you can, Dario have really, I think, the last few years taken the leaf out of Apple's book with regards to packaging and all this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. We had our first set of Daddario XTs through a sample pack. Right. So what are XTs? They're the strings that Adam was meant to talk about <laughs> last week, but he didn't come down, did he? So, no, it was actually Sunday, wasn't it? He was meant to... Yeah, so Adam from Daddario. Yeah, he was... Um, he, I, I don't know. I think he had like a really, really bad kind of migraine for mm. a couple of weeks, literally. Yeah, so... So he was meant to come down, but we didn't see him. But I think he is going to be coming in to talk about these. Bro. So, so I think while they're doing this, like a development on the EXP thing, isn't it? So there's new new sort of research gone into them and yeah. technology. You know, bit the, of the um, MIXL stuff as well, isn't it? So the EXPs, Yes. I, I don't know if it's kind of secret or not, but Tadari used to make the strings for Elixir. Mm. And I think when Elixir took things 
you know, even maybe even when Licks was still getting the strings made by Daddario, but when they took it kind of in-house, all of that, they brought out EXPs and they developed a coating that was meant to be, meant to feel as natural as possible. Yeah. But they made them feel so natural that people didn't believe that they were playing a coated string and they never really took off in the way that they they should have. Yeah. Um, now, you know, they... Since they've done things like the NYXLs that have massively, they're probably the most popular premium string of recent times, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the paradigms of, you know, they come along and try doing something. But the Dario have been the successful ones. They're the ones who got it right with regards to the, regards to the marketing, the packaging and everything else. So I think what they, you know, reading between the lines, I think that they've thought, right, the XPs, they're kind of flatlined. They're not really doing anything. We need to... Refresh yeah, it. Refresh and it. And they've done it really nice new packaging. It's um I have to agree with you on the packaging. Yeah. I think they've it's like that nice matted kind of Yeah, they've um, nailed it. I mean I I use NYXLs myself and Yeah. I love them as strings. Really? I think they're fantastic. And um I bought a slide recently when I was in the States. Mm. Um a brass slide from Dodario. And it, that was down to packaging really. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. And you know I think that there's so much of that happens nowadays you know from our point of view the lovely thing is, is that if somebody bought five sets of these and mm. they wanted us to ship them wherever it would still be a large letter so it would only be you know like a, yeah. a small you know we're not going to be paying ridiculous prices to send it through the mail you know you get the the older fashioned ones which have like the boxes and you know things like the Dunlops and the um, well when the Paradigms first came out yeah parad- in so those the, massive boxes yeah you know so the same on packaging as well. I, th- I think they still use the plastic kind of inserts, which maybe they'll get away from at some point. But you know, Ernie Ball still individually package each yeah. and every string, and then you got the plastic out of the thing. And then for the first lot, you know, for the first year or so, they were packaging them in an outer cardboard thing. So it was so much waste and yeah. um, you know, needless cost. Couldn't send many of them through the send two sets through the post. Anything more than that would be a parcel. And, um, yeah. So, anyway, these are coming. We're going to put these on a guitar, I think, in the next day or so. We'll do a Instagram live or something. They're yeah. Doing, are they doing electric and acoustic? Electric, acoustic, classical, and bass. Oh, wicked. They're doing yeah. classical as well? Yeah. Wow. we got quite a lot of everything coming in. Nice. Yeah. So, um, really funny how these things, um, you know, how these things obviously worry the competitors and everything. We had a call earlier from... Strings and things, we go on, we go on with everybody, you know, yeah. more mm-hmm. or less. But strings and things, you know, we, we've got a long-lasting relationship with them. They said, um, do you fancy doing a free restring event day um, or a weekend uh, at the end of August, bank holiday, which was last August, or last summer rather, I got in touch with strings and things and said, listen, the paradigms are doing nothing. You know, we need to get these strings on people's guitars so that people can realise how good they are and, you know, get the word yeah. out. And, it, but, you know, it worked. We did the event and it gone, you know, people come back for more and, you know, we got the kind of dedicated following um, kind of users of those now. But trying to get them to, you know, commit to this, they didn't see the value in it and I think they've done it before with other shops and um, the shops are just used as a, f- a way to get kind of free strings kind of thing. Yeah. So um, I had like a lot of, many many conversations with strings and things to convince them it was a good idea. Frankie the Reptor is a good idea. And so he kind of um, fought my corner as well. So we did it. It worked. 
anyway, now this year they're saying, do you want to do it on this weekend? And I thought, oh, why that weekend? Then I realised it's the weekend that the Diary are launching the XT. Oh, really? So, hey, you know, if we can offer our customers a free restring, you know, I'm not going to um, turn that down. Exactly. But it's nice to be, it's like being the popular kid in school, isn't it? I'd, I'd be my know. friend, not be my friend. <laughs> Never happened to be. I, I nah, don't know. I don't know. Is that what it's like, Tom? Tom? I don't know either. <laughs> so, um, so that might be happening. Yeah, that's one to keep an eye out for. New t-shirts. Oh, we got new t-shirts. The the blue ones and the grey ones sold really well. Going really well. Yeah, I think we're all out of smalls, mediums. Mm. Yeah, which is a shock. <laughs> <laughs> it's not us buying them is it I know. clearly <laughs> they look great they look really smart man yeah plenty of stock in there as well in the, in the showroom yeah you can have it if you want <laughs> 15 quid baby blue <laughs> so yeah so we've got two two, two, diff- two new colours coming yep black obviously yeah we should have why we didn't do that the first time we, we, don't know. we wanted to see black is the obvious one yeah in as much as you know like every band t-shirt you know you've got a Prince t-shirt on today Pilgrim. Yeah. it's black it's black it's, Your a, black it's, a rock, it's a rock colour, yeah. It is, you know, and which is fine, you know. But we thought we'd maybe, you know, inject a bit of, you know, colour into things because we... Well, our colours are, is the blue, isn't it? Yeah, so. and then the, um, the grey one, we've had some Fender t-shirts too, and those are real nice colours. That's right, yeah. Um, one we like that. So we did those, but everyone's asked for black. Yeah, so, really? Uh, yeah, so, you know, and we've had people like, um, you know, the Campbell... You know, family, Phil Campbell and the the bastard sons. Yeah, you know, yeah. All those, they've said, listen, if you had them in black, we'd wear them straight away. You know, and <laughs> so we can't turn down uh, opportunities of getting the uh, the name out there like that. So, yeah. so the other the other color is military green. Yeah, which is not so much. It was it's just a bit of a kind of curveball. One, it was just like let's pick something different. Yeah, that will still be nice. Yeah. Who chose military green? Me. Did he? Okay. Glad I stayed quiet. Who's going to take the blame? Um, yeah, but eventually we'll play around with colours over time, won't we? Yeah, and stuff. You know, stuff will tough. Uh, colours will work. Colours won't. What was you know absolutely shocking me is the um, popularity of them. You know, like somebody wants to wear t- a t-shirt with the A strings name on it, which mm. is it's wicked. Mm. It's a cool logo, though, isn't it? As well, so it, it is. It's not bloop. massively unlike popular science fiction. <laughs> uh, I, I've, I've never been a, a much of a Star Trek kind of watcher and it was Tristan that designed it. So, mm. um, so that's my, that's, that's me, uh, that's Teflon Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Non-stick. Yeah. Um, talking of Tristan, mm-hmm. he's been working very, very hard for, well, he always works hard. But, um, especially so in the last couple of months, working on a new website. Yes. Um, yeah, it, it's kind of got to the point, I think we're in testing mode, aren't we? Yep. So you've been doing a lot of visual kind of... Um, yeah, work pictures and things like that, yeah. yeah. Videos. So um, we're, I think with all the, um, you know, with the disappointments we've had with regards to social media this year... Mm. I think the plan is to make it a lot more, you know, obviously it's going to be representing the shops. So there's going to be a catalog of all the gear we got and all the work that's been put into it to this point is actually trying to make it as 
nice and experienced shopping wise as possible. But what we're going to use it as more than anything, I think, is a hub for basically all of the content that we put out there. So whenever we've got a new YouTube video, whenever we got like an if, if whatever we would put up on Twitter, Instagram, and yep. whatever else is out there, <laughs> um, we're going to put it on the blog and then link out from there, as opposed to just posting one thing for Instagram, something different for Twitter, something mm. different for... So it means that if we ever find ourselves in the situation that we've been in with Facebook for the sure. last, um, you know, for the last six, eight months or whatever, where they've taken away two of our pages, um, we're not going to lose the content. Because yeah. as it stands, you know, the, 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 I'm, I'm determined not to go on too much about it, but the... The thing with the first Facebook page that went down is just all the good stuff we lost. You know, yeah. Yeah. every event that we had, you know, heartbreaking, you know, man. Yeah, you know, you go back to like the two thousand, was it two thousand fourteen or two thousand fifteen? We did the Black Star. It's twenty fifteen. We did the Black Star, Black Music Star evening, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, and you know, all of that was Facebook lived, and you know, it's yeah, it's all gone. Yeah, you know, so. from an outsider's point of view, like um, obviously, I listen to the podcast a lot and come in the store a lot. And um, it's just heartbreaking, man. It's uh, it, it, it it's good to have um, you know. So you follow our social media output a lot, mm. you know. With obviously, you know, it's partly your job, but also you know you you got uh, you know you're a good friend of ours, so you do actually you know kind of um, you know we'll get a text now and again, like you told us about the podcast slowing it down to half speed. And all <laughs> that. You know, you do actually pay. You know, full attention to what we do, and um, you know, so you would know as a consumer of this stuff. I guess you know, you would know, uh, you know, better than anyone whether you know there was anything up there that would kind of you know justify yeah. taking us down. You know, it's it's, um, um, it's it's just so frustrating. I can't even begin to imagine how you guys are feeling about yeah. it. Yeah, we. Um, I'm, I'm still kind of fighting it. So. As admins, you know, the Facebook page is still visible to Adam, Tom, myself, but you know, we just can't um, unpublish it. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I've got a couple of things that, oh, it's really tragic, really, really tragic. So a guy that I think I mentioned him in the last podcast who had a contact at the top of Facebook, mm. um, he was having difficulty with his mate trying to find out anything. And I think that that, line of inquiry had kind of almost run as far as it could have got anyway but um, he went on holiday with his um, with his grandchildren um, about a week ago and put up on I, I, I texted him I think um, on the Wednesday or something and not realising he was on holiday and I apologised and he, he got back oh, no problem he was working anyway and then on the Thursday had a um, just looked at Facebook and he was on there his five year old son, uh, grandson passed away on holiday oh. Just absolutely so, you know, straight away, you know, it, it's, you know, there's things that are important in our lives, but actually, you know, there's in the grand scheme of things, a Facebook page, what is it? You know, it's nothing mm. compared to yeah, the, exactly. you know, it's not life or death, you know, yeah. and it's, yeah. um, it does put things in perspective and, oh, you know, these things can happen, you know. Yeah. Should we carry on with like a morbid kind of theme? Because a customer of ours, a really lovely, lovely guy, um, Passed away on holiday. He, he dropped a guitar. He's a teacher. He dropped a guitar guitar into us 
on the last day of term. Yeah. Um, and uh, he taught Chris, didn't he? Yeah, he uh, taught Chris in comprehensive school. He's an art teacher. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, he passed away on holiday. Uh, heart attack in his sleep about a week or two ago. Mm. Yeah. And, again, you know, somebody, you know, like us, you know, similar age to us. Um, I'm older than you, aren't I? So. Uh, I don't think so. No? How old are you? 42. I'm 40, I'm 40 at the end of this year. There you go. So, you're unlucky, mate. Old of the bull, stiff of the horn. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he was, you know, similar to us, you know, like he, 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 just a healthy-looking chap, he's just lovely and, yeah. Yeah. That is a shame. It was a shock. Yeah, massively. So, um, a lot of people in Abbey Road this week, was it this week or last week? It was the 50th anniversary of oh, okay. the famous um, shoot on the uh, Zebra Crossing. Have you ever been there? I have. I've recorded in Abbey Road as well. Have you? I've been in Abbey Road to watch a recording, but I've never... Yeah, I was very fortunate to... Um, I did a gig in London once. I was playing guitar for a guy called Gary Nock, a solo artist. Right. Who had quite a bit of success, actually, with um, the th- the theme tune to a Mars advertisement for the World Cup a oh, few wow. years ago. I recorded a whole album with him in London, in David Bowie's old studio mm. um, wow. in Soho which was amazing. The last place Dusty Springfield sang. Pretty cool. But I digress. But um, was, it, was it an album full of like confectionery? Kind of <laughs> 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 uh, but, um, Kit Kats. Twills. Sorry. A ripple in time. Good. When she whispers. <gasps> but we did a gig anyway. <laughs> in London. And uh, it was it was at the Slaughtered Lamb, and yeah. um, uh, Gary was fr- personal friends with one of the engineers from Studio Two. Whoa! And we were packing away our gear. I had work the next day. I was working in a music retail location in Birmingham at that point. And um, Fair deal. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the guy said, "Do you want to come back to Abbey Road record?" So we were think about it. Yeah. So we all headed there. About ten of us friends, band. And proceeded to record an acoustic uh, mini album. Whoa. And didn't sleep, went to work the next day, absolutely buzzing. Yeah, I bet. It's fantastic, man. So mine is a little bit less rock and roll. <laughs> um, so I don't know how this happened. I don't... Uh, anyway. Um, my mum accompanied her friend back in 1993 to um, a gig in the St. David's Hall in Cardiff. Mm. And it was um, Triorki Milvos Choir. And I think her friend had a boyfriend who was working uh, working for them or he was a singer or something like that. And anyway, afterwards, uh, at the end of the gig, um, they did a 20-minute kind of segment of Queen songs. All right. right. And so um, afterwards... There's a um, you know everyone's having a drink and my mum gets introduced to um, you know uh, you know the different people and everything and she mentioned she said oh you know the, the Queen bit at the end my son is a massive Queen fan now I was only thirteen fourteen years old at the time and they said we're going to Abbey Road and we're um, recording uh, an album of Queen songs and it's all been kind of um, you know permission being granted by record companies and all the rest of it yeah and obviously at the time 1993 or whatever it was it was still Queen were still fairly hot news because of the death of Freddie and all that kind of thing. Yeah. 
and um, one of them said, um, uh, "You should um, come along, bring your bring your son." And um, my mum thought nothing more of it. Her friend then got in touch and said, "Right, um, it's up on the Saturday morning. Um, you're going to be recording in studio." I, I, it was the big one. Uh, are they all big or are they? Studio One is the one where they film a lot, uh, record a lot of the uh, movie scores. Right. Studio Two is the slightly smaller one. Right. But it's still big with the staircase. It's and the staircase. That's the one I was in. Yeah. yeah. And it's got George Harrison's Hammond. And yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So it was the one with the staircase that I went into. And um, so basically, we were sat in the room and the Triochi Mailbox Choir were recording Queen songs. And yeah, it went up to the um, control room and had a look there as well. But um, we put, up, put us up in the Hilton, and then and it was all nothing. And yeah. then another day of recording on the Sunday, and then back. Yeah. Superb. Yeah, it, it was amazing. Met Carl Wayne from the Move. He's dead now. Which add him to, <laughs> add him to the list. Yeah. <laughs> Les Paul, ten years ago this week. Hmm. Mm. Lester Pulfus. I just realised that that was really uh, the Abbey Road story. Didn't mention the Beatles once. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Do you know which studio they would have recorded in? Studio. I can't remember if it's Studio One is the larger, Studio Two is the, the slightly smaller with the staircase. I can't remember which way round it is, but I think the majority is the smaller studio. Is it? Because I, I remember um, I sat down at a piano and I just started playing a few chords and it was like a honky-tonk sort of time. Yeah. And the engineer, I think his name was Richard, said uh, that was used on Lady Madonna. Really? And I was like... Because <gasps> I was... When you said honky-tonk, you know, there are a few songs like um, uh, Lady Madonna, what I say, and, um, Sexy Sadie. Yeah. And... Amazing. You know, it, basically, all the Paul McCartney kind of... Yeah. The, kind of things are honky-tonk, aren't they? The energy in there is... Um, phenomenal. Yeah, bit, I'm a bit of a Star Wars geek as well, so that all the Star Wars soundtracks were re- right. recorded there, yeah. and Lord of the Rings and all that geeky stuff. Yeah, but um, second side of Abbey Road is probably uh, the the medley from "You Never Give Me Your Money" kind of thing onwards. It's just some. It's probably the best fifteen twenty minutes worth of you know music. You know, just put the tape. I think is there going to be a, like an Abbey Road reissue or something? Like well, you said Abbey Road two. <laughs> uh, I imagine there's on vinyl or something well, or... I know that they're doing the Let It Be um, so it'll be 50, so Let It Be was the last album that they released wasn't it Abbey Road's the last one they recorded mm. but Let It Be was the last thing that they released and there's a documentary that um, that went with that and uh, it was meant to get get released in its kind of full form about 10 years ago so and but it still brought up a lot of unpleasantness and a lot of arguments that did never got resolved, kind of thing. And I think a lot of it's between like Yoko and Paul, right? From reading between lines, but you know, um, George Harrison and Paul McCartney, they're on film bickering, and it just doesn't feel very nice, you know. And especially the way that it's filmed. Have you seen any of it? No. You know, especially the way that it's filmed, it, it's it's quite dark, and because you know what happened. And you know that these people don't necessarily want to be in the same room with each, as each other. The bits that I've seen, and there's quite a bit on YouTube, but the bits that I've seen, it, it doesn't give you a nice feeling, you know. It's, yeah. it's quite a um, 
Yeah, it's quite sad. But, yeah, I imagine they'll do something to cash in on 50 years. You know. Have you seen the movie yesterday? No. Not yet, no. No. Is I really good? enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very, very cool idea. Yeah. Um, but there's a, there's a bit in the movie that I, I'm a bit of a emotional guy, I yeah. think. But there's a bit in the movie that really got me. Really? At the end, a bit of a twist. Okay. And Shad. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> a little bit of a twist at the end that's, they, that was filmed beautifully and really well done. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wanted to go and see it. it but there was, um, oh, I think I ended up going to watch Rocket Man instead. Yeah, I don't recommend that to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, a there's a there's a Springsteen one now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So yeah, they're all jumping on the uh, bandwagon, aren't they? Mm. Yeah, similar idea. Yeah. So we've done a lot with deaths and anniversaries, haven't we? This mm-hmm. episode so far, ten years ago. Les Paul passed yep. away. And the reason I wanted this kind of in the news segment is, you know, it's been a very, um, it's been a turbulent 10 years since he's gone, hasn't it? Yeah. You know, like, I don't think anybody would have, but back in 2009, like the two, I think 2008, they had a big kind of re, kind of jig, didn't they, with mm. regards to, you know, that's when they started bringing out the early standards, was it? Right. Or was yeah, it 2012? Yeah. I remember the 2008 models were, was, were yeah. really, really nice. And then, you know, the 2012, I think, um, was the last kind of year that I was kind of interested. But when you look at, you know, the tra- their trajectory from kind of when he passed away mm. to, yeah. to now, you know, it's, um, you know, they're obviously on the ascent again, but they couldn't get much lower than, um, than bankruptcy last year. So, yeah, I was, I was um, fortunate enough to, because I go to NAM every year. Mm. Um, I was fortunate. I got a few friends that work for Gibson, and they they're generally a lot happier now. Are they with the new CEO? I got to meet the new CEO, right? Briefly, um, JC. Yeah, and also I was in, I got an invite to the Gibson party at Nam. Nice, which was pretty phenomenal. Was I it mean, the 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 spread of food itself was just unbelievable. Yeah, no expense spared. And they had Billy Gibbons playing and Peter Frampton. And, that sounds amazing. And you could literally go to the bar at the back of the room, mm. get a beer, get a, a small platter of uh, luxurious food yeah. and walk right to the front to watch Billy Gibbons. I mean, you couldn't do that in a club in the UK. No. Um, yeah, it was a pretty special night. And he he did a speech on stage and yeah, pretty Steve Jobs sort of right yeah, thing. Yeah. Inspirational speech. The only thing I would have done differently there would have been to get a massive plate of luxury food. <laughs> <laughs> this is my second helping. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. You know, it's, um, yeah, you know, nobody wants them to do badly. You know, they're amazing, amazing guitars. And they're actually the focus of um, something we're going to come up to a little bit later on. Yeah. Aren't they? So, oh, I see biscuits. So, do we get on to what we've? Can we go on to what Steve has brought first, so we can get into him, and then we'll do the thank yous while we're yeah, right. So, Steve has brought us cottage crunch. So, farmers farmhouse biscuits. 
So they're like a boutique looking kind of uh, yeah. deal. I thought I'd try something different this time. Yeah. Well, we never had these. And I'm uh, I'm starving, so I'm really looking forward to these. We got Cottage Crunch, mm-hmm. Mild Ginger, mm-hmm. and Oat Flips. <laughs> yes. <laughs> got the name of that slightly <laughs> wrong earlier on. But, yeah. Where do you get these? Um, the services on the way to Wales. <laughs> 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 I think it was Spa. So other services are available. Yeah. I'm gonna go for a mild ginger. Tom's getting up. Yeah. It's serious. It's Tom's day off, day off today, so he's coming in at the goodness of his heart to um biscuits. To eat biscuits, yeah. I'm going for a cottage crunch first. What have you got? Mild ginger. Nice. Yeah. Mm. Adam hates this bit because he hates the sound of crunching and slurping through the headphones. I, I, I can understand that. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> that was Adam. But um, so we got some thank yous. Mm-hmm. Um, Christina, do you feel that your life has got slightly better since Christina's come into it? Me specifically. Well, I do. Yeah. I think the shop does. Yeah. Christina. Um, Brought in Tunnock's tea cakes, which we all know we can get a hole in our mouth. I think the next challenge is to see if we can get two intact. One in each cheek. Yeah, one in each cheek. You'd look like a hamster storing up for the... Uh... It was funny because obviously the, on the previous podcast we'd said that we were all kind of on a bit of a health kick. So yeah, there was no... Like, and she knew full well. <laughs> she came in and she said, I know there's a no sugar rule, but tough. I... Um, yeah, she came in the other day. She had, um, I think, she snapped a string, mm-hmm. and um, I give her one of the um, Sainsbury's um, flapjack things. Oh, nice! Yeah, didn't hear much for for half for a quarter an hour. She was <laughs> she was enjoying it. I think. Um, so you had that's a cottage crunch. Yeah, very, very. So what nice. is what is that? It's what it says on the the, the packet. It's a crunch, and I think it's probably made in a cottage. Right. It looks like it'd be nice dipped in a, a tea. Do not. It absolutely would. Th- that's what's missing. A nice that kind is, of cup yeah. of something to... I don't know where to go for another one of those. Have you had nice. a cottage crunch, Tom? Delicious. Can you tell me anything about the flavour? Anything for the listeners? Can you just Apart from the fact rum? that it just crunches and was made in a cottage? Biscuity. Oh, great. <laughs> Steve is needing. I've got a locket currently. You are today? You go... <laughs> A locket. A locket. A locket. <laughs> I thought that was like street talk for I can't eat. Like, I've got to lock it down. Yeah, lock it down. Kind of. Got to lock it down. Mm. So, suffering, suffering a little bit. Are you? Yeah. He's got his podcast voice uh, ready. If, if I go down with a case of influenza before holidays. I think it's bypassed me now. It's gone. Yeah. So, sorry. I don't want you to think. I want you to know. <laughs> <laughs> I can vouch. Um, Mark from Gretsch brought in Brought in like a, um, like a tea cake, like not tea cake, like a fairy cake happening selection. We're like seven months into podcast, eight months into podcast or so. Mm. January, so watch that. Yeah. And we're starting to get reps trying to do each other. And that's exactly what we wanted. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what we wanted. Here and now, you're a favourite, Steve, obviously. Because, Thank you. Because we finished the other ones last week. Um, so Mark brought in 
He brought in a couple of things, I think, didn't he? He brought in like yeah. a selection of cakes. Yeah. And um, there was something else. What else was it, Tom? Shortbread. Shortbread. Yeah. Oh, the shortbread, like, cookie things. Mm, no, I think that was... No, we had two different ones, didn't we? We had, like, a triple chocolate shortbread thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That was from Mark from JHS. Right, okay. Brilliant. So that was on Friday. And then um, Andy from Marshall. Steve's looking... Furious that we mentioned. I love Marshall, Andy. Like, He's a good guy, man. Yeah. <laughs> Top dude. Yeah, he is lovely. So he brought in um, he brought in a couple of things from Sainsbury's. Yeah. Um, like finest thing. Oh, the one thing was amazing. Uh, cookies, and they were really good that day. Do you remember? They were like the um, kind of chewy ones. Oh right, the salted caramel. Yeah. Kind of, and like, the other shortbread. Thing. That's right. And. Yeah, we got Steve. When's it going to get to the point where it's like too much sugar? Too much sugar. Oh, we've hit that point. Yeah, we have we, hit we that did. point. And you know, we're, um, maybe, maybe we're fruit. Yo yo dieting really to them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So maybe I'll try fruit next time. You'd try. See if you get a mention. <laughs> <laughs> So today's main feature is a bit of a sort of tone test, a bit of a fun one. So as you know, Steve, we, Tom and I went up to JHS in Leeds yeah. uh, week before last and we got talking about all the the vintage, you know, all the sort of the lemon drops and the paradises and all yeah, that yeah. sort of stuff. And we got chatting about the story of the pickups in the lemon drop, which is the Peter Green. Yes, same wiring sort of thing. Yeah, so um, the collaboration between... Um, the Wilkinson Seth Lover kind of um, thing and the original PAF designs. So what we did was we took one of our lemon drops, vintage lemon drops. Now they come with the neck pickup already flipped. Okay. So we needed something that has the phase reverse in the middle position. Luckily we had something that does that. Yeah. So we've got um, my... It is mine. Tough. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't listen anyway. Uh, Gibson Custom Shop. This is the Blues Master. Um, so, bit of a difference. Mm. You know, we're talking 10 lemon drops for the price of this one. Um, but it's got uh, burst buckets in it with the phase reversal in the middle. So we thought, just for a bit of fun, we would do a blind tone test with mm. you two. Actually, you don't know either, do you, Tom? No. So it's the three of you. And see what you think. So I've done cleans, a bit of a kind of breakup thing, and a little bit of a lead thing. Uh, a and B. Okay. A, B, A, B, A, B. And I've used the uh, Black Star Venue Mark II head. Cool. To record it. Okay. And um, yeah, we'll just, uh, we'll see what you think. We'll get opinions on the, on the, on the at the end. So this is uh, Guitar A on clean. This is guitar B. Mm-hmm. 
first thoughts. Initial thoughts? Um, guitar B has a rounder resonance to it. Mm-hmm. Um, they both sound nice. Yeah. You know, th- there's not a million miles between the two by any means. Um, I think the next one, next example is probably where I'm going to be able to tell the difference a bit okay. more. So, so that was neck pickup, yeah? That was neck pickup on, on both, yeah. Mm. So this is kind of like a dirtier kind of breakup kind of thing. Mm. So just just uh, just to say as well, that is the phase reverse. That's the middle mm, sort of sure. upper phase. That, sure. My thoughts of what was what just switched around. Oh, okay, but there's a little bit of a level difference in the two. You know, one of the guitars has a yeah. One of the guitars is hotter, mm. and I did adjust it, but it it is still audibly and a little I'm, bit hotter. Yeah. That might influence my kind of okay decision. With the, we're trying. We're not seeing which one's best. We're trying to just see which one's which, aren't we? Yes. <laughs> Let's go. This is uh, this is kind of just a, a twiddly thing, um, and it starts on the neck, and I flip to the bridge. Guitar uh, straight into Gitabi. Pretty tough, man. Mm. I'm um, going with Gibson as guitar as as B number two. Okay. I, I was thinking B Gibson at first, and then the last demo sort of made me rethink that. Right. Um, I'll go with Andrea B. I agree, but it's very difficult. Yeah. I think what we can take from this is that a black star makes anything sound good. True. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> is that is that true? Is that is that correct? Uh, it is. Yeah, yeah. So the only person that um, 
got it wrong, I suppose, or the other way around was Tristan. Right. One of the big things that kind of, for me, um, that kind of give away, like I say, was I imagine the Gibson to be a lower output because it's going to be vin- it's going to be period accurate kind of. Oh, okay. Pickups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think especially when you're looking at you know the the more kind of um, affordable end of the market, I think the the power of pickup is going to be um, they're going to go for higher output. I think than um, yeah, yeah. I think the 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 obvious thing is especially the the Gibson in comparison even to other Gibsons that I've played. It's very it's very kind of fluty. It's got like, yeah. it's like really kind of honk, like mid rangey kind of yeah. quite dark. Yeah. Um, which you can you can hear more in the yeah. second and third. But um, also, you know, when you're playing the um, on the the very last example, which was the um, the solo one, you know, mm. the the attack. You know, um, I don't know what you'd call that sound, but the mm. you know the the attack on the strings. As yeah. Playing, you know, there's just something that something sublime about that. Mm. Yeah. Obviously, and playing experience with regards to, um, you know, things like weight and just you know how easy it was to play. Yeah, it's going to be a bit of difference there. Is there or I, there's there's definitely if you for for me putting them putting them against each other is not fair, is it? It's mm. you know it's ten, ten it's not Absolutely. ten times the guitar, but it's ten you know it's ten times the cost. Do, you know, those, those clean samples were very difficult to yeah, yeah. to uh, you can. Tell a difference, but to um, to see which one you prefer, yeah, it'd be yeah, pretty impossible. It's um, you know, there'd be there'd be there'd be tweaks you'd have to do. I think you know, little finishing things, mm. fret ends, things like that, just to kind of get the vintage kind of up to the play. You know, the same playability yeah. level. Um, but yeah, no, you know, no issues. You know, nothing. At, so uh, I wouldn't do. originally, um, you did these going directly into the, the sound card as opposed to through an amplifier. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, as soon as we um, realised we were going to be able to get you in today, we said let's redo them through do the, the black stuff. So doing them straight into the sound card. Did you notice more of a difference? You know, in um, as much as is there any colour from the amp coming through with that, or is it the amps that I chose were different? You know, the sort of yeah. um, mm. the virtual amps were different, um, but I think. You know they 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 reacted. But you choose a Marshall in the same way. <laughs> um, no, I think I went uh, Vox on the uh, not Vox because nothing is uh, brown sound. They call it, didn't they? Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's it always sounds nicer through an amp. Mm. And interestingly, that was that was the DI out, so there was no there was no cab. That was no. that was the cab emulation through the through the DI. And yeah, it's it's there's another reaction going on, isn't there? You know, with yeah. regards to, you know, the valves and all that kind of thing. So, yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Cool test, yeah. So, we've obviously got you in to talk about Blackstar, which we've been concentrating on a lot more in the last 12 months, really, isn't it? I think. Yeah. It's about 12 months or so since you've kind of taken... So, just rewinding a bit, we've known you since we started doing the Blackstar thing because... You've been the product demonstrator, yeah, going all around the world, kind of, and yeah. You continue to, don't you? Yeah, it's kind of crazy, man. If you did, I mean, I started working in music retail in '99 uh. in the Midlands, and if you'd have said to me back then, you'd be working in Moscow, Sydney, New York, 
it's yeah. LA, whatever, it, wherever I've been around the world, uh, countless times. It's I have to pinch myself a little bit, mm. but I, I still do that. I still cover the globe as regards product training and demonstration. But you also now look after the south yeah. of the UK with southwest, regards to yeah. um, southwest for yeah. um, uh, for sales. Yeah, and which is a, an enjoyable challenge. Yeah, yeah. and it's a, a different. Um, you know, you walk into a shop with a you know a different kind of. Mm. Um, uh, I guess agenda, yeah. you know, because you know, up until um, up until last year, you know, it was going in, and you know, it's. Um, I think that's probably why it's such a good idea to have you, you know, as a sales guy, because you know, up until um, that point, you know, whenever you come in, it wasn't the case of knowing that we're going to be kind of you know ram product down our throats kind of thing. You yeah. know, it was. You know, coming in to see what we needed on a support kind of point of view, and you haven't kind of let go of that either. You know, yeah, so yeah. It's, it's never. I still, no, I still love to do um, the occasional videos when I'm here as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, so when you kind of um, started um, helping us with regards to the sales side of things, that's when we kind of got um, quite deep into the the valve gear, mm. and it, I think that. The timing was great because it was run about the same time as the Mark II kind of launches yeah, of yeah. things like the HD5, the 20, 40, 50, and 60. Mm -hmm. around, yeah. About a year, year and a half ago or so. Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. And, you know, we can quite confidently buy in valve amps, which, you know, can't be said for every manufacturer by any means, but we can quite confidently buy your stuff in knowing that it's not going to hang around very long. Mm. Yeah, there's a customer somewhere, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, HD40s, you know, which is starting to get to the larger side of amplifiers, you know, yeah. for everyone who says the back line is dead, I don't think we've been able to hold one in stock for more than three or four weeks, have we? No. And then you go, you know, you talk about, you know, more sort of, you know, recording amps, the 6L6 Studio 10, we just can't... Studio 10s, straight yeah, they're, away. They're fantastic, know, yeah. Yeah, the, the 20 seems to be... You know, was it the twenty? It was the don't get the blues junior. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Pretty con controversial. Uh, thing it is, there. but it doesn't harm to kind of shake things up a little bit. Like, you know, I no, think I think when Black Star first began and, and the guys uh, collectively left Marshall, mm. the marketing was very aggressive, mm. and um, there's been some comments that that's a bit lacking over the past few years. Um, and they were all in a punk band together. Yeah, so. Um, they're going back to their roots a little bit and just shouting about what they believe in, you know. Absolutely, and you know, it's you know, it's not a silver sky kind of scenario, is it? You know, it, it, yeah, you, no. you're not saying that you know this is a blues junior, but it's made by Blackstar. It's no, something it's, that it's actually a nod to how great the blues junior is, yeah, and how successful it is. But give this a try, mm, yeah, basically, absolutely, yeah. So I see that the valve stuff. Um, is really strong for us. The ID cores have always been, you know, hands down the best value for money amp under 150 quid. Yep. That we've yep. ever done. All day long. You know, yeah. and, you know, they were £99 forever kind of thing for the ID core 10 and only recently, you know, after six years or whatever it been, five years of it being released, it's kind of crept up a bit, tw you know, 20 quid or so. But mm. when you look at what a Stratocaster was, yeah, um, five years ago compared to now, you know, it, it's it's only marginally gone up, but it's still yeah. by far 
the best value for money um, mm. modeling amp that yeah. we do. So, you know, they've always gone well. But there's you've, the base amps. Unities. Yeah, can't keep yeah, them in. There's, no, you know, it's one of those uh, brands that it's nice to be that um, confident with a brand, isn't it? You know, knowing that, you know, you can get things in. Yeah. And, you know, it's not going to be. Hmm. The Jared James, obviously. Two Jared James Nichols. That's amps. phenomenal. I mean, uh, in the UK, you guys have sold the most. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you know, apart from y- yourselves, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, it comes back to talking what, what you were mentioning earlier, Andrew, is that like you started doing the valve amps over the past year or so. And I always felt when I came in this store, and this isn't blowing smoke, um, up the rear, but I visit thousands of stores and A-Strings is right up there for me. There's a, a vibe when you walk in, mm. the reception you get, um, the guys in store, the way the store looks, it's just superb. Keep going. <laughs> That's not everything we've written down for you. Yeah. No, I always felt that A-Strings should have Great black star product on display. Mm. It's and you know it it absolutely does work. You know, like it's um it it is our best selling amp brand. You know, yeah. and you know, and that's not through putting less effort with anyone else. You know, we you know we've all got our you know you know I'm a Vox yeah. guy for obvious reasons. You know, we've all got our individual favorites. It's just that we're things like the you know. HD5 through to the HD40, you know, where those amps sit, you know, price-wise and, you know, features, you know, it's it's generally, you know, that against, you know, three or four other different things that will all do individual things well, but the Black Star seems to be all-encompassing, probably because of the ISF mm-hmm. function. But I, I'd say that with the valves, yeah, especially with the valve stuff, I, I, where they sit, if you compare other maybe, I don't know, 40 watt, mm. 40 watt valve combos mm. then, you know, there's, it's hard to do well, as you know, much as it does absolutely. well. You know, so what we got, you know, in 40 watt valve well, you combos, got hot, you got hot, hot rod, rod deluxe. deluxe, you got DSL 40, yep. you've got um, AC30, AC30, a different thing, but using Kettner, you know, for us, and then, you know, stuff that we don't do, you know, there's, quite you yeah. know a lot out there but you know i th- think with you know excluding black star from that list you know all of those different things that we mentioned has kind of covers a genre or at least a genre you know yeah. very well you yeah know? um the black star is always no matter which of those amps you're gonna talk about the black star is always an alternative kind of yeah contender and i think that that is why that's what the guys initially set out to do, especially with the Club 40. Um, the biggest selling 40-watt combo in the world, the Hot Rod Deluxe, mm. and the DSL uh, 40 as well. Which Both, are, you'd say, are, 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 you know, completely opposite. Yeah, of for the, what they um, do tonally. Yeah. Yeah. The Black Star is that one that sits in the middle and does a, a bit of both. Mm. Yeah, you know? that's the thing. Yeah, definitely. Being able to do the both. And then, it, so we sold a HD40 on Friday. Thursday or Friday? Yeah. And, you know, an important feature for, you know, this guy was, can I plug my headphones into it? And you can't see that for 
I, I don't, maybe the DSL, but you know, certainly for yeah. any of the others in that class, you know, so it's little things like that which might not seem yeah, relevant to many people, but you have got every option on that amplifier that um, you know you Modern possibly features, ever going to want. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you recorded with a line out directly yeah, in. You know, the head. It's, it's just a convenience. You know, it, yeah. there's everything that's there, and you know you can. You know, it doesn't colour the guitar sound too much either, so you can know exactly what you're playing. So, you know, you've just released the Kentucky yeah, version. Yeah, 6L6 version, um, with a different speaker as well. Right. Uh, an Eminence Screaming Eagle. Right. Um, which has gone down tremendously well. Um, I shot a video for that, which is on online, where I'm sort of sitting there with a 335 and right. a Strat, yeah, yeah, yeah. trying to recreate um, sort of... American style tones. Off the back of that, we had a customer in on um, Saturday. That's right. Yeah. Asking, um, can we get these in? He was disappointed we didn't have the HC40 in, but we sold it the day before. So he said, I've seen the one, the, the Kentucky version. Can you get it in? Are they still available? Kind of thing. So, yeah. You know, they're going to be, um, that's next on the Yeah, list. limited limited run, but we've uh, still got some. So Yeah, brilliant. And we touched on the bass side of things. Yeah. That's I was very close to that project actually because I, I play bass in a, a cover band. And yeah. Again, you know, you've got so the closest thing that I can see that that is to that we've had experience with in the past is the TC electronic kind of um, yeah yeah what are they called the B yeah B two B two fifty yeah yeah um but you know offering the extension cab thing which adds another. Yeah. 250 watt kind of thing. Yeah. Stroke of genius because, you know, all, all of a sudden it becomes, you know, a, a really gigable amp in as much as you haven't got a line out, you could just have the, you know, the stage. Yeah, they've been that. very successful for us. Um, not initially, um, but certainly when people start to understand the feature set. Yeah. Because visually they're very similar to, you know, what Fender offer and... Um, in that sense, but the feature set is really extensive and yeah. the larger ones. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the you know, things like the chorus and the you know the you've got the valve kind of model. Yeah, thing. so there's a response valve response. Um so there's a choice between linear, which is kind of your class D thing, mm. and then right through to like sixty five fifty, which is typically your S V T Ampeg. Yeah. Mm. And then six L six being more like the Fender style. Yeah. Um yeah, so you can really Recreate some classic tones, as well as um, build your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, nothing acoustic at the moment, is there? No, there isn't in the in the range. Um, Steve's making eyes. What can you tell us? <laughs> I'm sworn to secrecy. I'm afraid. Oh come okay. on! The secret isn't good. Well, you know, <laughs> spoiler alert: the secrecy isn't going to be. We have absolutely no plans. Yeah, I can't say. No I can't say that. <laughs> um, and anything coming up between now and the end of the year? Yeah, some really, really exciting things. Okay, um, something in the digital world. Okay, um, using really top end DSP Shark, brilliant technology um, that people will be familiar with with products like Kemper and uh, Helix. Oh wow. Um, but I can't say too much. It's very uh, sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, confidential. But some new products coming in October. In October, well, we're gonna we'll obviously see you at some point in either in September, or October. So maybe if you 
you, we'll get the the bits in, and you can um, yeah come back and absolutely. Talk us I'll bring it. a sample through. Yeah, mm. fantastic. So they can be available for Christmas, or are they announced in October, ready for New Year. Uh, no, they'll be available straight away. Brilliant. Which is something that we as a company are trying very very hard to achieve. So when we launched Superfly at Nam, yeah. Um, that was available and in stock straight away. And I think the the Mark II's were the Mark same. II's Mark II's were yeah. pretty much yeah. bang on. Yeah, we mentioned Jared James Nichols. That um, evening was probably the best evening we've ever put on at the shop, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, it was brilliant, wasn't it? He's yeah. such a dude. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, he, for as stressful as it was in the the day, kind of oh my god, starting with um, we've, we've done it, haven't we? We've done the. You uh, played the phone. You played the voicemail, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, it was when he came in. Like I say he was just a bundle of energy, and everyone was ready for him, and he was ready for them. And it just—it was a brilliant, brilliant evening. Did again work. lost in the ether, thanks to our friends at Facebook. Hmm. Next but, time there's an event, come on down, experience it yourself. Yes, absolutely, and you know, hopefully we'll do something sooner rather than later as well. Yeah, I'd love to do something Black Star related with you guys as well. Just. Hmm. Just old me, maybe yeah. talking through the gear. That would be brilliant, especially is. if we've got some exciting new things coming up. Maybe yeah. we can do it, um, you know, do it coincide with that. Yeah. Um, something that we've been meaning to ask you for a little while on the video of the... Try, try and ask me without smiling. <laughs> <laughs> half us think it's a burp. Half us think it's a, a beard squeak. It's a... A you know where, squeak. You know where I stand. I was, I was sat next to him in the video. <laughs> uh, well, I had a message on my Facebook from Tom asking me to confirm or deny, <laughs> and I, I sort of uh, I checked it out. And um, yeah, it's rather funny, isn't it? I think it's um, it's a noise that us brummies make when we're thinking. Yeah, yeah. and um, I can probably reenact it with your sore throat, especially with a sore throat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so this is the clip. The way that it's designed, but you can really tailor the the tonality to be more of a sort of a uh, <laughs> presence and a little bit more. <laughs> it's bigger. Than, <laughs> it's bigger than I remember. It's, it's a yeah, but you know, it's such a because you've got quite a smooth voice, and then all of a sudden, it's just like a yeah, start another generator. <laughs> Yeah, so... It's like a thing, yeah, it's that kind of thinking. It's, it's a thinking, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was a big laugh, Andrew, I love your laugh. It's, it's very infectious. <laughs> any any listeners out there, if you're if you're listening to the podcast on uh, a, an Apple device, slow it down and listen to Andrew's laugh because it'll have you in stitches. <laughs> it's not the only thing about me that's infectious, is it? Right, let's get on to... So we've asked you to put together... A top five mm. and Black Star's endorsee list it certainly used to. Be, I'm not sure, I'm used to have those big posters, especially in the trade shows. Yeah, loads and loads of names on it. You yeah, know, yeah. The, the amount of people that adopted you know your gear, you know, from when you come on was, was phenomenal. So, out of all the endorsees that you're aware of and maybe worked with or whatever, I was wondering if you've got like a top five, doesn't it, have to be ranked in. Sort of no, not, not like not a favorite or anything like no, that. No. Just uh, shouldn't we do steep top five? Steep, steep top, top five. five. Steep yeah. top five. 
I was really looking forward to Tom's Top Boy. Top Top Boy. Tom Top Boy. But no, it's Steve Top Boy. So, um, it's a really tough question, actually. Mm. There's so many artists that use and have used Black Star. Mm-hmm. I think typically a lot of guitar players are. What's the politest pl- way to put this? They use a lot of different gear all the time. Mm. They get a lot of stuff thrown at them. Mm. Um, and why not? Mm. As artists, using yeah. a different palette of paints. Yeah. Every now and then. But um, I spoke with my colleague, Joel, at Black Star about this because he's very close with artist relations. Mm. Um, I'd say the list would be higher than five. Okay. But there are people like... Um, Neil Sean from Journey, Richie Sambora, wow. Nita Strauss, that have all used Black Star, mm. but then gone elsewhere. Yeah. Um, that you could mention, but also people like Steve Craddock, who's been with Black Star since day one, and he's prolific with Weller, yeah. Ocean Colour Scene. They're actually playing in Pontypris this weekend. Yes, yeah. 17th, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Amazing guitar player when you really watch what he's doing. Yeah. Um, Gus G is really up there, obviously, when Gus yeah. got the job with Oz- Ozzy Osbourne. Mm. Um, so it's yeah. Qu- quite difficult to pin down. So maybe we should turn it around to be who your least favourite five <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, uh, we've missed Jared out there on uh, on the, the top endorses as yeah. well. He's, I have to say, in a world of less and less guitar heroes. Mm. When I was growing up, I'm sure it's the same for you guys. The guitar heroes were prolific. Yeah, and I know I know I've listened to the podcast where you've talked about like Matt Bellamy being real, the, the sort of the last yeah innovator almost. But you know, in the '90s when we were again wanting to yeah. guitar music, you know, just in the UK, you had Steve Craddock coming along and um, Graham Coxon, and you know, lots of um, just original kind of people who were taking the guitar onwards yeah. you know and you know think, mm. leaving the 80s guys behind the 70s you know moving it you know into different directions yeah. you know and it's um, I think certainly for me Jared's right up there I mean yeah. he, his playing is phenomenal uh, for a guy with no pick um, yeah. you know it's it's not anything dramatically new hmm. but certainly the way he handles the guitar his personality um, he's such an ev- evangelist for Blackstar as well he's just done uh, uh, 200 clinics for us in, in Europe yeah I've just and he's still his, smiling um, yeah and he's going back out on tour with John Five I saw really, America, really? yeah yeah, straight back out so it, that's right he's, when we saw him he said that he's been on the road since the NAMM show I think yeah and he wasn't home until August August yeah so that's now yeah he was the uh, the star of the NAMM show last last year was he yeah with his release with Gibson and Epiphone and then yeah. his Black Star signature amp. Um, he was the toast of the town, man. Wow. Well, the um, he's, I noticed on his Instagram that, you know, he had an issue with his guitar after leaving us, didn't he, with the yeah, guards to airlines. straight from leaving us, but yeah. But hasn't it, hasn't it completely gone now? Hasn't it been lost or something? No, yeah, he, it, he had it back, didn't he? And then I think there was a couple Literally of Literally in the last, like, week or so. I think there was other ones, wouldn't there? there yeah, so... Like the, not, the, his prototype has gone. Right. Have you seen? Yeah. So the guitar they had here at A Strings, um, right? They lost. The airline lost, and um, it's one of those things where 
I feel for him because I've I've been there and I travel a lot with my guitar and yeah. airlines absolutely do not have any care it's for instruments. It's pretty bad. Yeah. So it's the same thing that's happened then. So it's happened again. So um uh hate to post this. Um this is from when is it? Sixth of August. Okay. Fifth of August. Shout out to Condor Airlines and Tom's Cook UK for losing my prototype Old Glory and first ever modded Epi Old Glory on my flight home from Frank- Frankfurt, Germany to Los Angeles. They literally told me there's nothing to do now but wait and see if they surface. Also, they offered $100 gift card for each lost guitar. Are you effing kidding me? So that's like that's the. It's either put your guitar in the hold or buy a, pay, a, seat. Buy a seat, which is extortionate. Yeah. Um, and... I, I've I've had many a disagreement with um, flight attendants on whether a guitar and a gig bag or a, a good high quality gig case can fit in the overhead, and it absolutely can. Mm. Um, I've even had a Hiscox jumbo case in an overhead. Wow! Going to yeah. the states, mm. and they just treat treat you like dirt. Mm. It's some. Um, it's it's like with anything, you know. It you're at the mercy of the. Um, of the personality that's dealing with you, you know, we yeah. can we can be we can all be as helpful as we possibly can to help everyone just get on, or we can be complete jobs worth about yeah, but things you know, and it's um, no, it's everyone's worst nightmare, I think. God, yeah. <laughs> Tom's still here, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Tom. <laughs> Some Hello. gold this week, Tom. Absolutely gold. <laughs> <laughs> this week's social media comment of the week is from the video me and Ad did the other day, the bedroom metal rig for under £500. Okay. Comment was from Tease Life. Black Blackstar ISF is annoying. I own one and I'm looking to get a new amp because it drives me crazy trying to dial in a tone. It's a... That's lucky I'm here yeah. to, to answer. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's not often you get people saying, I want less. Yeah. I would say to answer that, um, on my travels, I've been lucky enough to spend some time with the technical director at Blackstar. Mm. And if you listen to the way ISF is designed, the circuitry, the amount of work that went into it, and the fact that we have a patent on it, it's a pretty unique circuit mm. and maybe it's a little bit about understanding. I think we're always afraid of what we don't quite understand. Mm. But if you're using ISF on an amplifier like an ID core, for example, where there's no other EQ, mm. you might think of it as being a little limited. Whereas if you knew the full story, if you plug an ID core into your laptop and opened up the editing software, mm. you would get you full EQ, bass, mid, treble, and ISF. Mm-hmm. So there's things like that to consider. And there are many guitar players out there that use ISF as a extra EQ colour mm. to the room or the arena, if they're lucky enough, to tailor their tone. But there are players as well, like me, that actually understand what the infinite shape feature is doing and... Mm. I tend to prefer more British style EQs. Yeah. Mm. Vox, Orange, Marshall, mm-hmm. High Watt, uh, etc. So for me, 
more of an open mid-tone yeah. with a looser low end and less highs is a more pleasing tone than a tighter mid, mm. tighter low end accented trebles, which is what ISF's generally giving you. And coming back to uh, Bruce Keir, our technical director, he once explained to an audience that essentially every amplifier in the guitar world has been a copy of what Leo Fender started. Mm. Leo Fender eventually introduced the mid-control at some point in rock and roll history. And one of the most groundbreaking changes in amplifier design and innovation is the ISF. Nobody else has ever touched the guitar EQ. Mm. So when you look at it as being a special so how, addition. You and know. you've answered this for me before, so because um, you've always been adamant it's not a contour yeah. dial. That's, so that shifts the mids as well though doesn't it yeah so when you look at a a waveform of what is pleasing to a guitarist's ear with an eq there's always a point where no matter what the the mid control is doing there's always a point where there's a mid cut mm. a mid dip in what we hear audibly it, it sounds pleasing to us mm. for a guitar tone what ISF is doing, he's working mainly in conjunction with the mid dip and where that appears on the tone stack. But also it's adjusting the component values of the treble responses and the bass responses. So it's it's a constantly moving... Mm. That's why it's called infinite shape feature. It's infinitely moving your EQ around. So if the ISF is all the way hard right the bass, the mid and the treble will react a certain way. If it's all the way hard left, the bass, the mid and the treble will react completely different to where it was. Right. So it's an intuitive single circuit mm. that will help you find the sound in your head, which is Black Star's motto. Yeah. You know? I haven't recorded for ages, but um, I'd like to do a bit of recording with a, with a Black Star just to... Get yeah, the most out of that kind of, um, and I think with with thing. you know you got the two chat. Say for example, you used a venue, two channels, two voices on each. Yeah, you know, there's more than you could, yeah, ever need on there. Yeah, well, that's that's what I had this morning. It was just mm. finding what suited best and tweaking from there. It's it's a personal preference. You can't please everyone all the time. So but, that tease life. <laughs> have it. <laughs> Brilliant. So, thank you very much, sir. It's a pleasure. Us. I'm a fan. You'll be, um, as with all our guests, you'll be immortalised as a cartoon. <laughs> awesome. Can I get it on a t-shirt? T-shirt's £15. <laughs> um, thank you very much, Steve. We'll hope to see you again very soon on videos and podcasts. Awesome. Um, so, that's about it. For this week, is it? Yeah. So what are we gonna what are we doing next week? You're, next week. You're away then. Yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna try we're gonna and dial in. Yeah. See what happens. Remotely. Yeah. So yeah, next in the next episode, we're gonna try and speak to Andrew from across the Atlantic. It's only gonna go one way, I think. <laughs> which is well. It's gonna be rubbish. But um so yes, if, a bit you, of so if you can find some interesting biscuit to show us. Good. Yes, I will. Yeah. Which oh. we'll only see and everyone else can hear about. Yeah. 
And you can tell us about and Queen. And I could I could chomp on Yes. Yeah. Over yeah. the It'll be the, the yeah. The world record for the mm. longest chomp. But uh, yeah, and you can tell us about Queen. <laughs> so you know how to get in touch with us. Email. Yeah. Twitter. Yeah. Instagram. Yeah. YouTube. Yeah. What else can they do? They could call. What's the number? Thank you very much for listening. I've been Andrew. I've been Adam. I've been Tom. I've been Steve. Speak to you soon. Bye. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Love you. Yeah, bye.